and welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa News at PapaNews.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Contraman Olivia of TheContraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special tip from the Association of Independent Readers and Workers, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us today's topic on the recipe for success. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Ms. Cat and Conjurman Ali. Ms. Cat? Hi. Um, thanks for being here with a steady voice and a calm disposition, because things around here are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Professional. Well, um, gee, I'm back, and I want to thank everybody who uh, took charge of the radio show last week. I um, got to get away and have an old um, reunion with some of my old college buddies, people I hadn't seen since about 1965. We'd all taken a class called the uh, the history of philosophy together in college, and we just, um, they've been continuing, um, I guess, for about 20 years now, meeting every fourth Sunday um, and uh, t- discussing this class that they all used to be in down there in the Bay Area. So we traveled down to the Bay Area, and I got to sit in for the first time in all these years on one of these history philosophy uh, classes. I brought my little peachy trapper keeper folder thingy, I had my notes. <laughs> I had my show and tell. Everyone else did too, and we we it was great to to kind of dip into that part of my past. Other than that, I've been working here at the shop, steady working. Uh, today's the first of September. Shiva and I did our monthly count of um, books in the storage units. We have three storage units with books in them. Um, for our book department, we print books. We have books at press. We have books coming in. We have tens of thousands of books. We're selling books everywhere. So we did that. And um, we've been working real hard on uh, making oils. I think that's been kind of the big push this last week, um, getting contractors, which are not outside people. They are uh, workers at the shop who want to earn a little extra money. Instead of just making oils in the lab on demand, they try to get us ahead by making uh, a half a flat of um, oils at their home of the most popular oils, like Money Drawing, Love Me, Uncrossing, Road Opener. Some of those we can make, um, you know, 35 to 70 oils, and they'll sell out in a month. So they make them at home, get a little extra bucks. So, But to get them set up to make those is, of course, a whole other story. So that's what I was doing this week and uh, making stock oils, making sure everyone had the bottles, they had the carrier oils, the carrier oils were dyed the right color, they had the herbs to take home. And I'm very, very pleased with the work of Nicole, Eileen, Angela, Bailey, 
Yose. Those are the people who've been um, keeping us on track because, as you all know, Lucky Mojo used to have a reputation for shipping things slow and late. Well, now by doing it with these contractors, that means that some of the people come into work only three or four days a week and they're working at home the rest of the time where they can work undistracted and just keep on making things. So that's it. And um, all I really have to say about life here, except for it's warm out there in the storage unit land, I almost fainted. It was like concrete heat beating up at me, and I I had to sit down and think about whether I was going to walk another step (laughs) through the concrete jungle out there. But I sat down in the shade, and I was okay. And we changed our wreath in the shop. We have a wreath every month. We have 12 wreaths. And we have moved from sunflowers to glacéed fruit. <laughs> so we have a, a beautiful old vintage wreath with um, glacéed fruit. If you all know what I'm talking about, it's so 1950s, it's silly. But it's cute, and um, that's all we've got going on. So how about you, Conjurman Ali? I know that um, you were there last week, and I missed you because I was off discussing W.E.B. Du Bois. So, <laughs> so what's up with you? I'm I'm doing well. Still a little bit on the on the men, so my voice is uh, almost back. But it's so much better than last week. Last week I was like a Horace Raspy thing. It was absolutely dreadful. <laughs> but it is much better today. And I, let me tell you, I was so excited to hear about your uh, foray into W. E. Du Bois. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Du Bois. Uh, so you've got my brain all a tingles right now. <laughs> well, we could have a, a talk about this some other time, but really, it was a very interesting meeting. And yeah, I I love to to discuss the history of philosophy and the history of um, political philosophy in particular. And I know political mm-hmm. philosophy is one of your major interests, aside from magical theory and philosophy mm-hmm. and its history. And I know you're interested in both, just as I am. So oh, glad yeah. to be back. Glad that you're feeling better. I was worried about you, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you, that you're you. doing uh, better. Okay. I'm glad to be back. All right. Um, so um, we have um, a guest and this time, and it's Sister Girl. So without any further ado, I'm going to bring her on. Hi, Sister Girl. How are you doing? Hi. Doing great. Thank you. Well, it's nice to hear your voice. Now, you're coming to us from Southern California, for all the people who don't know you or don't know this show. So let me just give a brief introduction. Um, Sister Girl is a member of AIR. She has a website, Sister Girl Conjure. And um, uh, we've been knowing her for quite a while. She has uh, made the pilgrimage, as I sometimes call it. She's driven <laughs> driven all the way up to see us a number of times and even stayed and worked in our shop, and we got to know her. Um, if you are looking for a reading, she's a very good reader. She often has put, um, you know, card of the day, tarot card reading um, thoughts onto the Internet, and particularly at Facebook in the um, air Facebook page if you want to connect up with her that way. She has her own Facebook presence. But um, I recommend, and if you are in the L.A. area, do you ever do in-person reading, Sister Girl? No, not at the moment. I don't. Doesn't. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're in L.A. or not. You could be in Timbuktu right now under the sound of my voice, 
and you could reach out to Sister Girl and get a good reading out of Southern California. All right, well, she brought us a topic, as always happens. Our guest brings the topic, and then we all chime in. So our topic this time is success, the recipe for success. So I'm going to just speak a little bit about success and then turn it over to her. So success means different things to different people. To some people, success is measured only in terms of finances. To some, it's measured only in terms of how much leisure time they have. To others, it's measured in terms of how much um, love or comfort or friendship they have, how well their family is doing. Some people measure success just by the number of minutes or hours they can spend in a day without worry. That's success for them. Everyone has their own standard. Uh, For some, a a retirement fund. For others, just knowing that, you know, the person they love loves them. That's success. But for most people, they want the whole package. They want to know that the person loves them, and they also want to know they've got a retirement fund. (laughs) They want to know that their career has an arc of ascent and peaking, and that they then can glide into a slow slope of retirement eventually. Most people judge success by what they can have, what I call excess calories. Success means excess calories to many. That means I can go on eBay and buy that thing I remember from my childhood and I don't have to worry about it being a collectible and costing a lot. I have some money in the bank for my hobby or my nostalgia or my interest in beauty. It means I can get that handmade thing off of Etsy rather than have to get that cheap junk from China. So that's one way of measuring success, and there are many, many other ways. Um, Recognition by your peers. All of these go together, and we don't tell anybody that there's only one uh, form of success, but now we're going to deal with recipes for success. How do you achieve success using magic, hoodoo, conjure, and root work? And I'm going to turn it over to you, Sister Girl. Oh, hi. Okay, great. So I, I thought of this topic because all, a lot of times, um, well, many times at this time of year, it's back to school, but for those of us who aren't in school, I always get con- contemplative and I always think about, you know, my goals for the year, even more than the first of the year. So I thought, you know, I want to talk to people about this because this is a time to pl- plan your success. This is a, for me. This is a time to figure out what areas you'd like to be successful in, and how to achieve it, and um, to outline it. I saw even in the chat that some of us are looking for jobs, and, and so it's a good, it's a great time, I think, to talk about success. And from my perspective, you achieve, you have to if you're going to be doing root work or um, spiritual work to help you achieve success you need to do a sort of a global approach because oftentimes there are things that are blocking us and we, and we need to unblock ourselves first. So I think the first step in that is a bath, oftentimes um, an uncrossing bath, followed by a money-drawing bath, or if you want love, a love-drawing bath, or if you're looking for some other kind of um, success or some other kind of area, a bath for that, uh, for that condition that you want. But you always start with the uncrossing because you may not know what's crossing you, but if you have a good uncrossing bath, it'll break off whatever's on you. And then um, you want to you wanna replace 
that what you remove with what you want. Then I would say the next step is to figure out, uh, maybe you want to have some charms, maybe a lucky coin, maybe a mojo bag. You can construct construct a mojo bag for yourself. There are mojo bags to change your luck around. Uh, because success is one part luck. It's other parts of, of it's preparation, it's hard work, but it's also opportunity and it's also luck. So you might want to change your luck. You might want a lodestone to draw uh, the opportunities to you, to draw money to you, to um, to draw, you know, just whatever other kind of success you want. And then we go to the working. Uh, the workings, you might want to do some spell work. You might want a lamp, which is kind of a long working spell. Uh, you might want uh, to do, well, those are the two things I was thinking, like some either candle work, spell work, or lamp. Um, and then prayer, I think, is also, or, or if you don't, some people don't pray. I'm not talking about religious prayer. But I think it's important to be meditative, and I think it's important. And there, are, um, especially in Hoodoo, the Psalms are um, so valuable mm-hmm. because the the Psalms are not just prayers. The Psalms are not just ancient texts. The Psalms are also inside them is a code that they that kind of unlocks. It's like a key that like unlocks what you need. So mm-hmm. uh, you know those those all if you and if you want to work. All those things together, over time, I believe it leads you, it, it, it builds on itself, and mm-hmm. um, it can lead you in the path to success in whatever area you want to be successful in. And I find that a lot of us, if we're not aware of spiritual spiritual work or if we're not given that tradition, um, we really don't understand why we're not achieving or what could we could do to achieve. Yeah, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go over what you said and see if I picked it up correctly. So first we're going to have a first bath for uncrossing because if you weren't crossed you would have already been successful. Then you're going to have a bath for your goal, whatever your goal is. And then after the second bath you're going to make a talisman, amulet, mojo hand, something to carry with you for luck or to change your luck to draw in new opportunities. You mentioned a lodestone. And then comes the working, which is different than the amulet or charm. And you mentioned a lamp, which is a long-term spell. I'd also mention a series of small candles accompanied, mm-hmm. and you said, accompanied by prayer. Now, I'm going to say one thing about this because I overlap two of those when I do them. I would put the amulet, talisman, charm, or mojo hand amongst the candles when I start the candles, um, or in front of the lamp or under the lamp or whatever it would be. One of the ways I was taught to work was to um, set up what's called a cross of candles, and that is a cross that is um, five candles down and three candles across. It makes like a Protestant-looking cross, right? It's a cross of candles. And um, I was taught, and it goes back to the old spiritual church days, that you can start, you light one on a Sunday and the next Monday, too. You just light all seven of these candles, a cross of candles. But some people will light them all at once and light seven very small candles in the same sockets, same holders for seven days. But I like to do one per day, just go through your drill. And that is a shorter term working. And during those seven days that you've lit that that cross of candles, your amulet or talisman is there um, being 
uh, I guess you could say, absorbing the energy of your prayers. And every day you pray, light a candle, and so forth. If you don't light a cross of candles, some people will use a multi-branched candlestick like a menorah, for instance, which you can thank the Jews for adding that to hoodoo, but people use those for seven days of the week. I'm sure the Jews did, too. There was a reason for that. Um, and so you take a, um, a a menorah and just light seven candles. And if you do that, you have one stem with seven branches on it, you can put the charm, talisman, amulet, packet, whatever it is, your wallet, whatever it is you're empowering, under that, like under in a bowl that's been turned upside down. And then the candle stands on it. And so that's the way when I do something for clients, uh, when I want to empower a talisman, I will burn seven candles. That's just me. And I don't mean glass candles. Now I'm talking about the little freestanding candles. So that's what I have I think to add to great. that one. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, yeah, you. because I, 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 know, yeah, I know friends that work that way too. They, um, they'll charge up an object. By, maybe mm-hmm. they'll have an altar with a success altar with a lamp mm-hmm. on it and some uh, lodestones, whatever objects are important to them. And then they will also put um, a, ta- a talisman on the table and then put it in their pocket when they need it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like if they're yeah. going for an interview or, or just to generally sweeten things up. Yeah. Um, someone in the chat said, um, oh, good idea, I'm going to get a menorah. And it was Doc Murphy. And I said, yes, and there are two kinds, a temple menorah, a regular menorah, people call it, and also the Hanukkah menorah. And that has the um, extra arms. And um, if you read the book um, uh, Guiding Light to Power and Success by Mikhail Strabo, um, you'll understand why you might want both forms of menorah because um, the Hanukkah menorah is for an eight days ceremony, but it has nine branches. And it's you can do it to make what's called the sacred octave in, uh, in that book, Guiding Light, or you can use it to make what Catholics call a novena if you ignore the fact that the central one had another meaning in Jewish Hebrew work. So you've got nine spaces, nine candles, and you can do a novena, one for every nine days. So that's what is the works. meaning? What is the what is the Jewish meaning of that middle candle? Oh, it's called the shamash, and it's the helper candle. Shamash means helper, and um, mm-hmm. there is a um, a tradition that you don't light the candles directly from a match or from a burning stick or anything like that. You light the helper light and pray over that. Then you light use that light. That's been carried on into the Catholic Church. That's why the Catholics use tapers to light their altar candles. Mm-hmm. That's a pickup mm-hmm. from Judaism, and mm-hmm. then that candle, that shamash. Um, which, by the way, just in case, I, I know that you like old films, Sister Girl. You know how um, yeah. detectives are sometimes called a Seamus? He's a, he's a oh, yeah. Seamus, right? That's from that I, word. I thought that, was from the, oh, I thought that was from the Irish name Seamus. No, no, no. It means a, um, it means a, it means a helper. And, um, okay. The, yeah. And so the, 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 that is the helper candle. And um, he, he's just a, a person who will help you out, right? Yeah. That's great. Anyway, I, there I, you I'll go. Put a menorah too. No, but yeah. um, I, but I find that uh, that definitely working uh, in different areas and working consistently will will help. And with success, sometimes it takes time to see the results. I did a success mm-hmm. working for a family member, and uh, mm-hmm. it took a year or two before I saw what I thought was the result. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, meanwhile, he had been working hard. He had been um, making use of all the good opportunities. Um, but but the full fruition of it, I think, came a couple years later. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's something about when working for success. You can't make a time limit in the same way that you do for a love affair. And I think we should mm-hmm. talk about that for a moment. You know, people, I always mm-hmm. tell people, if you have a love affair and it's not working out, you know, give yourself one month, three months, four months, till your birthday, till Christmas, till New Year's, whatever, and work to that deadline. And then if it doesn't come true, then, you know, thank God for the opportunity and move on. But working mm-hmm. for success doesn't have a cutoff date. What do you think about, Ali? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think I, do you agree with what I'm saying? I, I couldn't agree more. I think success is, is one of the longer-term workings that we do. Um, and, I, and I tell clients this, too. In regards to doing success work, I prefer long-term root work to short-term root work. You can light candles. You can light novenas, and those are great. But I really prefer things that you keep with you because success is a state of being. And you, what you're trying to do is alter your life to destiny so that it is in a state of success. <clears throat> and so the best kind of approaches are, for my, in my humble opinion, uh, working with mojo hands, working with lamps, working with talismans, things that you can keep going for long periods of time. Because as you rightly note, uh, success has no cutoff date. Uh, success mm-hmm. is a state of being, and it kind of, if you do it really well, one thing leads to another, to another, to another, and to another. So one of my favorite kind of workings is uh, to tell clients to set up a sort of altar. And on this mm-hmm. altar, at the center of it, they are going to create a lamp. And this is a lamp of mm-hmm. success. And it's really great, really easy to do. First, what you want to do is actually go to the crossroads. Go to this crossroads, offer up three coins, and gather some dirt, asking the spirit of the crossroads, who show, who's a powerful spirit in certain regional aspects of hoodoo, though not in all of hoodoo, uh, but for example, you find in North Carolina and South Carolina, in particular, the concept of this spirit of the crossroads. Um, and find and and who is sometimes referred to as the black man of the crossroads, and intimately mm-hmm. tied to success and art and music, uh, and talent and skill. So you gather a bit of this used um, dirt. You gather uh, gather a bit of this crossroads dirt. Take this back mm-hmm. home, and in your center, you're in this kind of altar that you've created. At the center, you're going to create this uh, X. This is your homemade crossroads, and you can Mm -hmm. mix in a little bit of sugar. You don't need to use a lot, just a pinch of sugar. And then in the center of it, you want to set up an old lamp, an old kerosene lamp that you are going to put in your herbs in. You're going to put five-finger grass, bay leaves, deer's tongue, master root, a small bit of pyrite, cinnamon, and John the Conqueror. You're going to fill Mm -hmm. this up with oil, pray over it, and keep that light going. Now, what's great about this is that around it, what you would want to do is build the things you start to work for. Let's say you want to work towards a job that pays you 
six figures. You'll have that particular working, whether it's a honey jar or a lodestone or something set onto the uh, uh, altar at one of the legs of that crossroads. Let's say you're working towards some type of fitness goal. You're going to put that at another leg of the crossroads. Maybe you really want to become a published writer. That's at another leg. And so what happens is you kind of build around this lamp. The lamp is at the center, adding power, adding fuel, keeping things going long term. And you can adjust the things that are around it as you go. You would keep your mojo bag on there, your talisman, and so on and so forth. I love working like that because it's long term, but it also is dynamic. It allows you to kind of adjust. It allows you to kind of focus in on your goals. You can set it up even with a sort of dream or vision board behind it. These are the things that I want. But the central piece is that lamp, which is really going to fuel your success. You know, Great. I'm going to say that's really good, and I love that kind of work. And, you know, I'm a Taurus, and the number four mm-hmm. is like my my sacred number because we're so earthy mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when I put those four representative goals at the four mm-hmm. legs of that um, crossroads, I like them to be of similar size, weight, shape. That's just me. I'm such mm-hmm. a symmetry mm-hmm. freak. So yeah. I would use four four coins, for instance. And I don't use just American coins. I would use coins from different countries. Go to a coin shop and, and just just riff through. Just say, do you have, you know, a bin of $5, like, totally cool foreign coins? And they'll have a bin of $5 ones or even $10 mm-hmm. ones. They'll have a bin of $20. You know, and you'll find some amazing things. You'll find a coin with a pig on it. You'll find a coin mm-hmm. with a harp on it. You'll find a coin with, with two deities holding hands. And you'll say, what's that? And they go, I don't know. It's a Thai marriage coin. Who knows? You know, but they have pictures mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. The coins have pictures on them. They're not all just boring Queen Elizabeth and George Washington. And, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson? There are some coins out there that will blow your mind. I always mm-hmm. recommend the Sacagawea dollar because it shows the woman with the baby. If, if I got a client who is a working mother and needs to have some success in finances, but there are coins with pine trees. These state coins, these state quarters, flip them over. Oh, they've yeah. got ships. They've got schoolhouses. Um, get the book Lithomancy by John Saint Germain, and um, and uh, that book has a list of those state quarters and how what the symbolism is. And I have to say, I wrote that little thing for John. He allowed me to have four pages or something in his book to just pick out on this idea of the mm-hmm. coins. And um, but they are so interesting. The the great tree of Connecticut, I think it is, and the you know the mm-hmm. gold rush mm-hmm. and the skulls of the buffaloes and the living buffaloes. I mean. Whatever you want, it's on some coin. Put those four coins at the at the four ends of the road. Name them for oh, what they it. are. Yeah, and then when you're done, you can put those four coins in a little leather um, pocket pouch or something of that nature. They'll fit real mm-hmm. nice. Just stack mm-hmm. them, and you can cut two circles of uh, soft deerskin leather and then whip stitch it around. And if you want to really go all hog on it, you're going to get two Lucky stones, which are not actually stones. Those are the ear bones of fishes and um, mm-hmm. drum fishes, to be spe- uh, specific. And you can; those are like a little hamburger bun shape. So you got these little stacked, four stacked coins. You got the little fish things, one at the top, one at the bottom. 
put them together. You can sort of cement them together with some dupe, soft dupe incense, like Lakshmi dupe, which is a fortune, good fortune incense, and then sew them in little discs, whip stitch it, and you've got the neatest, neatest, most old-fashioned mojo you can imagine, and it's for luck and for whatever your four goals are. Okay? That is such a cool mojo. Yeah. But, well, um, there's a really quick, um, before I forget, I wanted to recommend a bath. There's a a, a, a green bath I like to do for uh, success. Mm-hmm. It's more for money success, but it, it'll work for other opportunities if you just want more opportunity. Uh, you need green food coloring. You need comfrey, comfrey leaves, uh, and uh, also white sage, white sage leaves. And what you'll do is you'll run your bath. You'll put the drops of food coloring in there to make it nice and green. You'll put the comfrey. Uh, herb, and you'll also oh you also put wintergreen alcohol in there, um, mm-hmm. probably a whole bottle, and you mm. bathe um, you know just thinking about all your issues and what you want to achieve, and then but you scrub your body with the white sage, like it's your mm. soap. Wow. And then and then you're gonna you're gonna let the tub drain, imagining all your problems going down the drain. And rinse the bath with cool water. And I have to say, after I've done that, I've always had more opportunity and a little bit more financial success. Mm, I so love cool. that extra thing. Rinse the bath, the tub. Rinse the tub with cool water. That's mm-hmm. a very, you know, to cool down after you've done all of this stuff. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's important well. to cool things down after you take something off or, you know, because you... The, you don't want your situation to be too heated, and that comes from the the ATR tradition. You always mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah, that's know, I recognize that's, it because I know, I know that you are in, in the ATRs, and that's when I heard that cool it down with cool water. I went, that's where that came from. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm going like to say it. something about about sage, which is that there are people who are allergic to sage and um, comfrey. Ah is, you know, also a little bit, um, some people are allergic to comfrey. So I'm going to say that if I took such a bath, I would not use sage because I have a sensitivity to any of the herbs that have food jones in them, such as sage, yew, uh. or mugwort, wormwood. I just, the artemisias, I have a, uh, it makes, I have difficulty breathing when I'm around those particular things, either as smoke or as uh, touching them. Mm. So I I would say fine to substitute mint. Mint also has ah. a long tradition mm-hmm. of being used for money and for protection because it, obviously it's for protection and people use it as a mouthwash. It kills bacteria and all that sort of thing. But but mm. mint is also used for money. And another one that's used for money is thyme. And thyme, okay. mm, thyme is related to sage but doesn't have as much through Jones. I, I don't find thyme as... Um, irritating to me is I personally do sage. So always be prepared to substitute and don't mm-hmm. hold that you must do something. If it causes skin irritation, try it first, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. There's a, one of my favorite kind of approaches to success is key talismans. And Miss Kat, mm-hmm. you've talked a lot about these kind of old skeleton keys used to unlock your success. They're really great, mm-hmm. not just as kind of road-opening work, but as talismans for success. One way that I work is I get a pair of them. These are small skeleton keys that mm-hmm. you can wear as a talisman. You take them out to the crossroads, and you bury them, and you 
you're supposed to bury mm-hmm. them, depending on the tradition, for nine nights. You're supposed to bury them for from full moon to full moon. Some say from the new moon to the full moon. So it's a variety of kind of different approaches, but it is for a series of days. You mark where it's supposed to be so that you don't forget, and then you return back and you uncover them. You leave one berry that is meant to be mm-hmm. your secret success. And so make sure it's somewhere nice and deep. You pour out some alcohol, leave some coins, bury that, leave the first one buried or leave one of them buried. Take the other one home, anoint it with some crown of success oil and wear that around your neck or as a talisman or keep it in your pocket. It is considered a secret charm. You're not meant to mm-hmm. show it off. You're supposed to, if you wear it around your neck, uh, stick it under your shirt. Uh, if you keep it in your pocket, you're not supposed to let uh, anyone see it, but it's meant to be the secret to your success. If you have that talisman, all doors will open towards you. Now, you can do mm. it for something specific so that when you go and you bury the keys, you ask for something. I ask for fame. I ask for skill with the guitar. I ask that I am wealthy, etc., and so on. Or you can ask more broadly. I ask that all the doors of success are open to me that I achieve all the goals that I set out in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this key, these key rituals... Um, I, again, have a particular thing that triggers me to recommend this to a client, and that is the tarot mm-hmm. card in the uh, Rider Waite Smith deck of the Hierophant. And the oh, Hierophant yeah. has two keys beneath his feet. And one, ha- uh, one man who is asking for blessings is wearing roses, and one man is asking for blessings is wearing lilies. And so the lilies would stand for celibacy and the intellect, philosophy, and charity. The roses mm-hmm. would stand for material success, sexuality, and uh, you know more like family life. So he blesses them both. He's, he's blessing both of the, the spiritual, intellectual, mm-hmm. and he's blessing the mundane. And he has two keys. And so I've also done this with two keys, and I and I explain what I mean here. You bury both keys, and you dig both keys up, and instead of leaving one secret, one key is for one type of blessing, and the other key is for the other uh, type yes. of blessing. And mm. you can put them both on a key ring. Um, you can keep them in your uh, house. You can wear them secretly. There's a third way I know to do this key spell, and so I'm trying to you know just get a little bit ahead here. Um, the third way to do it is one key to close and one key to open. So uh, yes. when you, you can take the two keys home, and the key that you ever want to open, and you have to these have to be have different wards. The wards are the little um, crisscrossy bits at the end of the key, and um, mm-hmm. some people say that they have they come in male and female versions. But you want two keys that have the same shank and the same loop at the top. They should be identical from the same factory old rusty keys, but the wards will be different. You have to be able to tell them apart. And the one that you're going to use to open. Um, you will turn it as if you were opening a lock, you know, opening a lock, mm-hmm. and you know how to do it. Just try it with a key, and you'll figure it out. But do it in the air. And you can keep that key plunged into a bowl or jar of sugar. Now, I live where there are ants, so we use like a pint mason jar half filled with sugar, and we put that key in there and put the lid on it. But if you don't have mm. ants around you, you can just put it in an open bowl of sugar and keep it in front of your altar. The key to close things, you're going to keep the key to close things in a box. Now, remember when we had Angela Marie Horner on this show, she talked about putting a spell to sleep. Go back and listen mm-hmm. to that podcast. But mm-hmm. she talked about preparing a box, which she put different things in it, to put spells to sleep. You're going to put this key 
to sleep in a box. And I use a little wooden box. Just You can get any kind of cute wooden box on eBay. And um, you put the key to sleep in there. You made a little bed for it, whatever you want. And when you need to shut something down, shut someone out of your life, shut a situation off, remove yourself from a certain place, whatever, that key, now you take it out of the box, you wake it up, and you say, you are my key that closes doors. And you can put it in a jar of vinegar, and which has all the people in it. And you turn that key to close the door, the way you would cl- to turn it to close it. Or I'm closing it, I'm closing it, I'm closing it. And um, that key will get very rusty if it sits in that vinegar a long time. Some people will take it out, wipe it down, leave it outside, go in again next day and do it again, again, again. You can also burn candle on that vinegar jar if you want to. So, or And you can burn a candle on the honey jar or a sugar jar if you want to, the key that's in the sugar. I never put keys in honey because it's gross. But I like keys in sugar mm-hmm. because you can eat the sugar after the key don't hurt the sugar. You can actually mm, cook with the beautiful. vinegar. You can cook with the vinegar afterwards. If you If you put a key iron key into vinegar and, you know, close the situation down. You can use that vinegar to pickle things. You can use that vinegar to make sweet and sour sauce, whatever the hell you want to do, and feed it to the people. Okay? Oh, and okay. So one last thing. I don't know if we have time to talk about the, the meditation and prayer aspect. If we're, Another yeah. shout-out to the, Af- the African tradition is – there's this belief that we are, um, we come here, this world is a marketplace, right? So we come here mm-hmm. with our shopping bag, and we're here to get all the things that we, were, that we wanted to get and then go back, right? And, mm-hmm. and, to, that, and that's fulfilling our destiny. So we obviously, we've cho- we don't remember everything we've chosen, but that's our effort is to fulfill our destiny. And it's like, like we're mm-hmm. shopping for something. So I believe when you get into prayer and and meditation, you open yourself up to the realm in which all the things that you ask for is there, and that's why it's important. All right. Thank you. Um, that's That's a very, very good way to end this. Prayer and meditation will help you through um, the most difficult situations. All right. Phew. This was a good topic. We got in some good spells. All of y'all who um, listen to the show, these spells, we write them up as fast as we can while they're being thrown out into the air, and they go into our chat log, and our chat log is permanently archived at the Lucky Mojo Forum, so you can always read them while you're listening or read them separately if you don't have time to listen to the show. All right, we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and we're going to take our first client. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this special guest, Sister Girl, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contour remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Pop a Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is a return caller. Uh, calling in from area code 229 in Georgia. 
This is Byrain Love. Byrain Love, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Welcome back to the show. I see that you had uh, been on the show back in April 14th of this year, um, uh, calling in about a situation of love or the lack thereof. Um, It looks like you have put in here that much has changed since you had that reading with us. Um, You haven't had any readings with Ms. Kaz Contramanali or any other readers. Is that correct on this situation? Yes. Thank you. And she writes, I have had had some awesome changes since my last call. I was calling to give an update and maybe see things are how see things are going. Turning back to you, Miss Cat. All right. Well, my gosh, um, we always have a changing cast of readers here. So um, I'm going to have to ask you, what was the uh, call about, and what were the awesome changes? Ah. Um, so I called about um, trying to get my love life in order and, like, mm. why it was so, yeah, so uh, lack thereof. So um, I did the spell that I was given, and it has been amazing, to say the least. Um, I found that um, I draw more attention, and I'm even a little bit more bolder. I even asked for numbers, and I was, like, not even scared to do it. So it's been uh, really great, really, really great. And, like, the spell that I got, um, I, like, really enjoyed doing it. It was fun. So, yeah, it's been really great. Well, all right. You're I'm, good glad, girl. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, now, I am going to ask, because, again, People listening to this show might not have listened to that show. Can you just re- quickly recount what that spell was? Um, it was like the honey bath with the violet, sorry, with the violet leaves and um, queen mm-hmm. and the pink candle with the um, sexual fluid in the perfume that I wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know who's. I know whose spell that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Contraman Ali's spell. It was the Torin um, yeah. spell right there. Uh, that's, that's his, if we could patent and trademark them, that would be his spell. <laughs> I love I it. Well, I'm so, in me come out. Ah, the Scorpio <laughs> in you. All right. Well, that's good, great. Good. Um, um, wow. The Scorpio in me. Uh, which is a Jupiter in Scorpio, salutes the Scorpio in me, the Taurus in me, salutes the Taurus in Kanjmanali. <laughs> Namaste. All right. Um, well, I, uh, I'm going to do your first reading, and my gosh, what incredible cards. First card I have is the Empress. That's why I said the Taurus in me. The Empress is uh, ruled by Venus, and she has a big heart. And her heart is like a shield to protect her, but a woman who uses her own truth, her heart, her courage to protect herself is obviously a woman who is fearless. Um, She shows love. She gets love. And the Venus symbol is right there. She's outdoors in nature. She has a a little uh, stone bench that she's reclining on. It's uh, all padded with comfy cushions and and little blankets and robes and just fabulous. And they're embroidered with little Venus symbols too. She has a crown of stars. She's holding a baton. She has a beautiful dress on embroidered with 
what half the people in the world think are roses and the other half of the people think are strawberries. It just depends on, but it doesn't matter because both strawberries and roses are in the rose family and they both stand for sexuality, so there you go. Um, and she's out there. She has a little field of wheat or barley in front of her and a stream of water in a forest. She has a necklace of pearls. This is the woman who is loved and loving. She is the woman who is at the center of the truth of love. And this card, your first card, tells me you have now entered into this through the use of this bath and the way that it has working for you. She is in charge of all things like sweet perfumes. She's in charge of all things like sensual uh, loving as well as sexual loving. She is a wonderful card to get as the first card. So I see nothing but good future here. The next card is called Temperance. Temperance shows the angel Raphael. And um, it is a card of healing and a card of the art of psychic communication and this angel is pouring water from one cup to another as if from one mind to another or one heart to another you are reaching out to the people that 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 you need to reach out to to find love and you will find love behind the angel is a stand of queen elizabeth root or iris root this is the power of women to declare their own sexuality the angel stands with one foot on land and one foot in water and says, walk through the water and you will be able to get back on the path that leads to all your heart's desires. And in the sky at the end of the trail is a crown shining in glory. And this angel, strangely enough, has a well-known symbol for um, sexual intercourse, which is a square with a triangle inside, which some people say fire inside of earth, some people say spirit inside of matter. Some people say penis inside of vagina. It doesn't really matter. It's a, it's a symbol of union of three and four. Three being a masculine number, four being a feminine number. So you interpret it according to your own um, a cultural background. Mm-hmm. And this angel has a, a sun and rays of light. It's a very, very good card. So temperance means don't lose your temper. Be patient. All is coming towards you. It's really very, very good card. The third card is a card called the Nine of Cups. And this is a card of sociability. It shows a banquet table that's kind of a horseshoe table. And there are nine golden goblets set up, each with wine for some celebrant, some person. And there is a a guy sitting in front on the bench with his arms folded, very happy with a big smile on his face saying, come and get it. He he has um, a feeling of inviting you to the party. You are invited to the party of life. And you will do best to meet people and um, find people in social settings where um, it's it's just a, a very good card. Um, some people call it the hotel buffet. <laughs> and there have been, you know, a parody tarot cards where this has been replaced with various types of things. But, you know, piles of sweet buns or whatever you want to call it. It, it really is a card of enjoyment with others. I had this card once come out for somebody, and I, they asked, you know, how can I meet my my husband to be or whatever and I said you're going to go to some sort of a party and she Mm -hmm. said very weirdly she said I've been invited to a baby shower and a wedding which one will it be 
They said it could be either one. And as it was, she did meet um, someone that she became seriously involved with at the wedding, not at the baby shower. So this is this is a, a card that indicates some some fun event will where there are many people invited. Um, you will possibly meet someone who will be very important to you. Come and get it, okay? okay. So well, I know that is, I'm going. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I get so excited. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I know that like I got like a whole bunch of concerts coming up. So good. Maybe. That's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Concerts are good. All right, we're gonna turn this over to Sister Girl, and she's gonna give you a reading. Okay. Thank okay, you. Great. So um, the first card I got uh, that came out was the chariot. So basically you are on the road to, uh, to success in this, which is, and it's due to your hard work because the strength card is opposing the eight of coins. So you've been steadily working and it's paying off. However, the next card is the seven of wands, which is telling me you're on higher ground, you have achieved, but there's a little bit more you need to achieve. So I'd say there's a little more work you have to do because next I see I see a, the king of swords. I see a man that you don't you haven't met yet. So you're you're very close. And the king of swords, this is what you should look out for. The king of swords is somebody who uses his words, his mind, uh, or his uh, voice uh, or uh, for his job. So it could be a professor, it could be a scientist, it could be a singer, it could be a writer. It uh, could, it's somebody like that. Um, a lawyer, even someone who uses their words or their 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 brain. Uh, they don't tend to be the most warm and fuzzy, but they will show you that they care by doing things, by being there for you, by show, by demonstrating for you. And to meet this person, I agree with Miss Cat. I got the Three of Cups, which is of celebration, it's a card of celebration. But for some reason, when I was putting these cards down, I thought this had to do with with a bathing or but before you take your bath, you should pray over this water. Or, and maybe that'll, maybe Contraman Ali has an idea about what I'm talking about because I don't really. Um, putting some kind of, an, of a charge into this water to bring you what you want. And uh, keep your eyes open at these concerts because someone's coming in. All right. This is a very, very, very positive reading. Wonderful news. <laughs> All right, so um, Contraman Ali, um, let's see what you have to say in the way of root work. You certainly did a good prescription for root work last time. Let's see what you can do this time. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Ms. Kat. Uh, so it, it is fitting that I'm doing your root work recommendation today, uh, and I'm glad yeah. to do so. And I'm also very glad to hear that your the uh, previous prescription is working out for you. Um, I think that Miss Cat and and Sister Girl have both really hit the nail on the head. Miss Cat, I mean, predicted the concerts before he even said anything. Her card flat out said it, and Sister Girl is very rightly picking up on uh, the person who will you will meet at those those social settings. Uh, so I think you're you're definitely on the right track. Uh, a little bit of patience is simply needed. The next step for you is really to continue the work that I recommended, but with some slight adjustments, and I think that's what's good we're going to do today. So what I want you to do is repeat this spell, continue to do the sort of honey bath uh, and the milk, honey and milk bath, but this time, as uh, Sister Girl rightly noted, as you're kind of pouring it all out and getting it ready, 
pray your intention into the bag. So say, I, I, my heart is open. I'm ready for new love. Make the person who I'm meant to be with come to me wherever they are. And then breathe your prayer right into that bath. Let yourself bathe into that. Repeat the spell with, with the candle working and the sexual fluids that you have gathered that you then add to the perfume. But now, when you put on the perfume, what I want you to also do is to dab uh, the four corners of your bed. This is generally done to draw that person to your bed, to bring your lover to you. So when you wear the perfume, that is sending out the signal. That's why you get the attention that you do. It's why you are, uh, come off as beautiful and lovely and as enchanting as you do. But now you want to draw them physically to where you are. So you want to dab the four corners of your bed, take that perfume, dab it there. Just a little bit, not so much that you make your entire bedroom overpowering. But scent is a very powerful thing. It's uh, probably probably our most powerful sen uh, sense associated with things like memory and seduction. So it's really, really important. A little bit on the four corners. You can even add uh, a drop of love me oil uh, and then put it to the four corners of bed. This is to turn the attraction into something more enduring and lasting and uh, make it go a little bit further than uh, just, you know, attention. You want a little bit more than that. The next step I'm going to teach you is a little secret. It's a, a bit of a psychic secret about uh, Scorpios. And I've said this on the show before. Uh, you mentioned you're a Scorpio, if, if I remember correctly, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, Scorpios all... Scorpios are, are bewitching signs, probably the most bewitching sign. And every Scorpio has something about their eyes. Scorpios have gorgeous, gorgeous eyes. Their eyes are mesmerizing. Uh, there's a long-running uh, advice from uh, any astrologer worth their salt is don't look at a Scorpio's eyes for too long. Uh, they'll definitely bewitch you, uh, and it can be for good or ill. Uh, there is a yeah. finger there. So the, what I want you to do is when you get ready to go out or when you go out to this concert that you're uh, planning on going, in addition to kind of just spraying, spritzing yourself with your perfume, what I want you to do is spritz a little bit on your hands and rub your hands together so that your hands smell of the perfume. Then when you find a person that you're attracted to or that you want to draw to you, you're going to reach out and touch them with the hand that has been touched with perfume. And when they look over at you, look them right in the eyes and just smile. That's all you have to do. And they will be ensnared in your trap. They will be drawn to you and mesmerized. That's all you have to do. Just look them right wow. in the eyes and smile. It's a very oh, it's a very simple technique, but in the hands of the Scorpio, it is downright bewitching. The power of the perfume with your sexual fluids mixed into it is going to work on that person's spirit. Add to it the psychic connection through the eye and the touch, and you're going to have the person that you desire or want drawn right into your life. And then once you've dabbed the four corners of your bed, you've told him directly through smell where he needs to, where they need to go. You know, they'll smell their way right to your bedroom, right to your bed. So this is a really uh, in way of kind of adjusting some of your uh, the working that we've already given, but making it and taking it to the next level, bringing it to the level of, okay, now I've got the attention. Now I feel great. Now I feel lovely. 
how do I get this person to be in my life or how do I get this person to be my partner going uh, forward? So that's my recommendation. It's really easy. I don't sense that you're going to need to do a lot of heavy lifting here or a lot of work, just a little bit of work uh, to adjust a little bit uh, to draw this person into your life. Okay. I have a question. No, I'm afraid we're going to run out of time now. The music is on. But uh, you can call back again another time. Um, I just okay. want to add one little thing, which is to put the perfume at the four corners of the house, four corners of the room, and four corners of the bed to make a successive uh, yeah. lines of entrapment. Also, Doc Murphy said in the in the chat room, a Scorpio's most effective pickup line is hi, and I can attest that I met a Scorpio whose most effective line was hi, <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, let's fuck. And I did, too, because, you know, the guy had beautiful eyes. You know, what can you say? That was it. <laughs> and I was young and foolish. All right. Um, so we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and uh, he's going to bring in our next client. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to find the next client. And our next client is a first-time caller, also from uh, Georgia, of area code 470 Nikki, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the show, uh, and thank you for entrusting us with your situation today. Thank now, you. I, now, I do see uh, that you have not had any private readings with Countryman Ali or Cat, or have gone to any other readers and rubricers on this particular situation. Is that correct? Correct. All right, and Nikki writes... I feel like I'm stuck financially. I moved to a new city and have uh, and have a new job, but I am but I'm still not able to make ends meet. It's like every penny I got disappears and never have enough money to pay my bills or anything. Just don't understand at this point. I felt like some uh, had my finance tied up. Turning back to you, Ms. Cat. All right. Well, Nikki, um, I'm sorry to hear that um, that's what's going on. You say you moved to a new city, and I'm going to ask a question. Did you move within the state of Georgia, or was it from another state? Uh, It's in Georgia. So it was just for a new city. Okay, got it. And, um, And then I'm going to ask another question, which is how old are you approximately? Mhm, mhm. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Mm. Okay. And um, and then I'm going to ask one other question. What sign of the zodiac are you? A Pisces. Pisces. All right. Okay. Well, all right. Now we have some basic information. Um, and I, I we'll uh, turn this over for our first reading to Conjurman Ali. 
Thanks, Ms. Cat. And the reason Ms. Cat asks about your age here is to check to see uh, what's going on astrologically in life. In particular, I think, the Saturn return, because that's usually a really clear sign. Money getting stuck like that, that's a very common Saturn return issue. Um, so what we see here is that it's not it's not a matter of, of your Saturn return. It's not a matter of just kind of normal weather, so to speak. So the question, therefore, is, well, why is your money the way that it is? Why is it that you uh, are getting paid, you've got a steady job, but it just doesn't stick? Well, your money is tied up, and I can tell you that. The very first card that I have is uh, the Queen of Swords, which tells us, who has done this? And the Queen of Swords is uh, an older woman, a woman who has gone through some experience. This is someone who, uh, in your life, who has called from afar. The Queen of Swords mm. shows us a monarch sitting on her throne, a sword in one hand. and her other hand, she reaches out and she's able to kind of call or beckon people to her. Uh, this is an older person. It's possible this can be the mother of a former lover uh, or an older uh, female in your life. Uh, who has uh, some power over prayer. And the key here is that this isn't a matter of casting spells or setting down roots or powders, but it is likely that this person has prayed uh, and prayed very strongly. And this is a person whose prayers do get answered, who's able to call into being and manifestation the things that they want. So this is a strong woman, a domineering woman, and a woman who has, who is very much... Um, uh, you know, has has an influence on this matter. The hanged man is what confirms that your money is jinxed. Now, um, I was taught in the tradition that I grew up in, in, in the sort that I was raised in, in the Hoodoo tradition in Virginia, that money is the first thing to go when people get crossed or jinxed. It's because money is so mercurial. It's a uh, very fluid, it is the first thing to go. Before things like health, love, etc., it's always money. And so money can act as a sign of a much deeper issue. It's also the thing that is easiest to mess up. It is very easy to jinx somebody's money, to jinx somebody's luck. And that's what's going on here. Your money is jinxed, tied up, and locked up. And that's why money comes in and it flows right out. You want to do some, Miss uh, Cat is going to give you some root work advice, and she can give you some advice on uncrossing, but also things to kind of protect and hold your money. That's going to be really important for you, something to kind of hold the money where you're at so it doesn't flow out and just kind of vanish between uh, your fingers. But your money is definitely crossed up. The hangman shows us this clearly. The final card that we have is the hermit, and the hermit speaks to the future. There is hope here. The hermit is in a sort of barren, cold wasteland, but that lantern that he holds up has a beautiful little star in it, which means that you do have hope. It is going to take time, though. Your money is not going to turn around within a month. Your next paycheck might still be affected. So this is, I sense, probably going to last until early winter. So we're thinking end of November, beginning of December. Time is a sense that I get, even with root work. So bear that in mind that it is going to take a little bit to turn this money situation around. You have been jinxed, but with the right root work, you can help to kind of unblock that and start to bring money back your way. It is important that any type of root work that you do be complemented with practical steps, things like making sure that you've got a strong a savings account that you can start putting some money into, uh, even if it's something at home, if you don't have a savings account, but practical things that you do to help to set aside some money.
tummy is going to be very important. You should also lean up, meaning that tighten the belt when it comes to expenses. The hermit is a person kind of in rags. So this is a no extra expenditures, no extra spending until you're completely out of the dark here. Once you're out of the dark, then you can enjoy luxury and, and fine things and lovely things, but you do have to wait a little bit until you're out of that. So a good level of this is patience. There's a very whenever I see the Hermit card as as a future card or as a prescription card, I always remember Herman Hesse's Siddhartha. And in the book, Siddhartha, the main character, talks about the keys to his, his success. And he says, I have the ability to fast and to wait. So that I sink like a rock. All the waves can buttress everyone else and you get tossed about, but I sink right through unchanging based off of the environment that I live in because I know how to fast and I know how to wait. And I think that is a very kind of good attitude to develop when it comes to this hermit card, a little bit of tightening of the belt, a little bit of more restriction on spending until you're out of the dark. That's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Sister Girl and then Miss Cat is going to do some root work recommendation. Okay, so so the first card out was the Ace of Coins, and this is a because, and I think that's fitting since it's a money issue. Um, And then, and I think, um, I don't know what Miss Cat will advise, but I would say definitely do an uncrossing bath, followed by a a money drawing bath or just a prosperity bath. That would because uh, that that would be helpful to you. I do think that the reason for this um, crossing up, whoever crossed you, is because you left. Because where either somebody didn't want you to leave and they want you to come back. So maybe they want you to have some kind of un- an inability to support yourself. Because I got the Eight of Cups here, which is saying that, you know, you left. And that's the reason. Um, hmm. But the good, no- the good news is that, like, I do see the same, just like, uh, Contraman Ali says, I see you need to be patient because I got the temperance card. Uh, but I also uh, see the chariot, which tells me that after you, if you're patient and if you work, you know, on getting rid of whatever this crossing is, um, the chariot means you'll, ach- you'll, you'll achieve what you want. So there is good, good news there. Just, um, you know, this happens. Uh, and, and maybe the person didn't even send out a curse to you, but maybe just the anger that they felt and the ill will that they felt kind of crossed you up. So that's all I have for that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I guess that's my turn then for doing the um, root work. So um, I understand what the other readers have said, and they they agree substantially. Something happened, but this is not a curse. It is what we call a jinx. And I'm going to just, before I give you some root work advice, I'm going to talk about the difference between a curse and a jinx. A jinx Mm. is more like, you know, to use a metaphor, a jinx is more like someone stretching a little invisible thread across the sidewalk, and you run, and you trip, and you fall, and you skin your knee. It's not pleasant. But it doesn't send you to the hospital. It doesn't kill you. A curse is more like someone putting a car bomb under your car. Okay, You might uh, get away with uh, some burns and go to the hospital. You might end up dead. A curse can be really severe. A jinx will definitely hurt. Um, and there's a milder thing than a jinx, and that's called cross conditions. And that's just like walking into the room and the roof leaked and the plaster fell in and there's plaster all over the floor and what a mess. 
But um, this is a jinx, and so this has been done by somebody. Cross conditions can be just the conditions that prevail. It can be a mess that was left by you or left by somebody else, but a jinx is put on by somebody. And one of the first things that a jinx shows, as Ali said, is that your finances are harmed. So we're going to do some sort of a bath, and which Sister Curl kind of jumped in and said we should give a bath. She said on crossing bath, but I'm not going to say that because I see this as a jinx, so I'm going to say you want a jinx killer bath. So jinx killer bath is different than uncrossing. Uncrossing takes off cross conditions. Jinx killer takes off jinxes. And since she did say she saw someone having done this, they didn't want you to leave, whatever that means, didn't want you to leave home, didn't want you to leave a uh, work situation, didn't want you to leave a relationship, didn't want you to leave a friendship, didn't want you to leave town, for instance, because you did mention that you had just moved. Um, so we're going to talk about Jinx Killer as what you're going to use. Now, Jinx Killer, uh, you can buy the oil, you can buy the incense, you can buy the bath crystals, and you can buy the sachet powder. And I'm not trying to sell you a lot of things, but I'm going to try to get you to use two of these things minimum, maybe three. Um, Jinx Killer bath crystals for a start because you're going to dissolve those in your bath water. But I want you to set aside half of the packet to use in your laundry. Because I believe that something that you wear, something you carry, the jinx is on you. And there's an old song that says, the jinx is on me each and everywhere I go. And that means that something, the jinx was put on somebody and they know it's following them and they don't exactly know how. It can often be put on your clothes. It can be put on with a touch, for instance, or with a gift, a tricky gift. So when the jinx is on you, you want to take it off. One way to do it is to launder your clothes. Think of the jinx as, uh, God forbid, like lice. You know what I'm saying? You've got to wash all your clothes when you take that pesticide bath and you've got to still wash your laundry. So put a little of the jinx killer bath crystals in your laundry. Don't use it all at once. Pray over it and just say, may this be removed, this condition be removed from me. Take a little bit of the jinx um, killer bath and you're going to put it in a tub of hot water. You don't need to add anything else to it. And you're going to bathe, but when you when you if you have only a shower, you're going to have to put it in a little bucket or bowl and pour it over yourself. If you don't like to get your hair wet because of your hairdo, you're going to pour from your neck and face on down. But let's say you have a bathtub, you can pour it from your neck and face on down and stand there and in the in the water, uh, put the plug in, and then you're going to sweep your body downward, downward, and just say, remove this condition from me. Remove this jinx from me. And you're going to really stroke every part of your body that you can reach, even up on your back and downward if you can, flexible enough to do it, and go down, down, down. And then you're going to let the water out of the drain, and as it goes down with that sucking sound, you're going to be smoothing down your legs, down your ankles, down the tops of your feet. And by the time the water goes out, you're going to be brushing off the bottoms of your feet from the heel to the toe. And you say, now remove this jinx from me. Now, you then come out, and I want you to dress in clean clothes that have already been laundered in the jinx killer bath crystals. And um, so they're fresh clothes, you see. And don't shake anybody's hand for at least a day. Um, if you have a, if you're married or have a lover or something like that, well, that's going to have to be an exception. But don't go out in public and be shaken. If you go out in public, don't be touching anyone's hand. Don't touch them for one day. Next day, you're good to go. Now, you also, I believe, should have a, a 
Jinx Killer Powder. And in that one, um, you're going to take and mix it with some dirt from uh, around your house. And if you don't live in an apartment, I mean, if you live in an apartment that has no dirt around it, you can get some dirt from any public place, even sand from a playground or whatever you can get. But if you have dirt around your house, you want to walk the perimeter of your house and you want to get dirt from the four corners of your lot if you're on a lot. If you're on a townhouse that's on a block and the block has, you know, get dirt from the four corners of that lot or block. Okay, whatever it's going to be, you want to get some of that dirt. You're going to mix it with the Jinx Killer Sachet Powder. It'll tone down the color of the Jinx Killer Sachet Powder till it's not so visible. Now you're going to walk around that perimeter and um, do it quietly, do it at night, do it when no one's going to say, what's that crazy lady out there doing? And you will walk around sprinkling that Jinx Killer Dirt Powder Mix. When you do it, you walk backwards and you step backwards and you scatter it out ahead of you. Um, if you ever seen old people planting a furrow of uh, grain, they you walk backwards. You have the the seed bag and you walk backwards and there's a scattering motion. I'm right hand to make with my right hand. You throw out, throw out, but you're stepping backwards all the time, and that is planting the seeds of the jinx killer. And you don't have to make a furrow in the ground. Just think about that. that's what you're doing. And as you do it, you say, um, guard and protect me. Let no more jinxes come on this property. No more jinx, no more. Now, if you really thought it was in your house, you can also have used some of that bath water before you did that powder. Take the leftover bath water. Instead of letting it all go down the drain, take a little bowl of that, mix it into floor wash, but again, I don't want to sell you too much, but the floor wash you would use would be Chinese wash, and you would have scrubbed your floors after you took your bath. But you use your own bath water in the floor wash water, in the scrub water, to clean, and you clean the house from back to front. You may not need that. depends on how bad you've been jinxed. Now, all of that is to take the jinx off. Now, we have to um, talk about how to bring the money in. First thing we have to do, all the cards said, tighten your belt, restrict your spending. And I want you to do that in the most mundane and practical way. And I speak as a Taurus. You're going to make envelopes, literally paper envelopes. And you're going to put in each envelope on it in the front like you were addressing it. You're going to put down what it's for, rent, food, gasoline, whatever. Don't use a credit card for one month. Do not use a credit card. Only use cash. Any cash you need to use, you're going to take out of the bank and put in one of those envelopes. Put those envelopes on an altar, okay? Literally on a little side table, we put a piece of cloth over it. And on top of those envelopes, you're going to put a candle. And every day you can light that candle, let it burn for 15 minutes. If it burns out, put a new candle. No no restriction on how many candles you're doing for this for one month. Do it starting at the new moon when the moon is dark. When you first see the first crescent moon, which is four days after the new moon, you're going to start lighting this candle. If the candle burns out, you put another one, another one, another one. It doesn't matter how big or how small. Do not use glass candles. I'm talking about little freestanding candles like birthday candle, Hanukkah candle, Shabbat candle, whatever you're going to call it, a candle, a household candle candle, a double action candle, whatever it's going to be, candle, candle, candle. I don't even care the color. could be green for money. 
could be double action for protection of your money if you know how to use those upside down. Uh, could be white just because white. And you would burn that candle 15 minutes and snuff it out, lick your finger, pinch it out. Do not blow it out. Those envelopes that are under the candle are going to be labeled with all the things you think you will need, whether it's, you know, daycare payments for the child, uh, um, you know, clothing that I need, whatever. And you're going to take that money out of the bank in cash, and you're going to keep it in those envelopes. And when you go to spend that money, you open up that envelope, and you write down on the front of the envelope how much you took out. $5 for burritos. That's in food, you know what I mean? $20 for gasoline on the gasoline envelope. You write that down and subtract it, and and then if you have to add more for the bank, you put a plus. You're going to keep records on that. You're going to watch it. And when you watch it, each time you put money in, you say, I'm putting in money as I, uh, uh, you know, to, to keep myself going. And as you take money out, you say, I'm only taking out what I need. I'm only taking out what I need. And you can dress those envelopes and dust the money in there with money stay with me powder. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, money stay with me powder keeps the money from being wasted. Some people, instead of putting them on an altar and burning a candle, take those envelopes and put it in the Bible. And if you put it in the Bible, you put it in at the 23rd Psalm and say, God, keep my money for me till I absolutely need it and must open one of these envelopes. But between these two things, you're going to reduce your expenses. You're, You're going to clean yourself off. You're going to keep off the jinxes and then reduce your senses. And that leaves one more thing to do. And that one more thing to do, and I think I have time to say it, is you're going to get a brass bowl. And in that brass bowl, you're going to put a coin in every day. And you say, a coin for the poor and all those less fortunate than me. It can be a penny, it can be a nickel, a dime, a quarter, it can be a secretary, a dollar, it can be anything. But at some point, there will be so many coins in that bowl. And this may go longer than a month. There'll be so many coins in that bowl, you cannot fit another coin in. It'll fall out. Well, shake them down, shake them down, put another, I can jam another one in. But at some point, you won't be able to put another coin in that bowl. At that point, the coin that falls out of the bowl, that's your good luck token. That's your piece. Put that on the altar. Save it for later. Take all the coins that you have, whatever they are, put them in a little bag, in a little box, and take them to some place of charity, whether it's the animal shelter, whether it's the Catholic church, whether it's your local whatever it may be, um, and give them the bag of money. Here's the bag. Here's your money. I made a vow to help those poorer than I. Then go back home, and that little coin that you had left on that altar, I want you to put it in. Uh, a wallet, put it in your, uh, in a little cloth in your brassiere, dress it with money-drawing oil, and that will be your lucky token to get more money to come to you. Whew. Okay. Anybody have anything to add to this? <laughs> yeah, always keep something in your wallet, spell. even if it's just a, a, yeah, even if it's just a quarter or this coin or a dollar, keep that in your wallet so your wallet's never empty. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's exactly. I love this particular way of working. Not only do you get luck, you've got ways of saving money. I mean, it's practical. The envelope idea, it's great. And, you know, using cash always reminds you of how much you're actually spending because even with the card, right? So that this is, right. this is absolutely wonderful. You were, you were the right person for this. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, the old tourist money spell. The old mm-hmm. envelope spell. All right. Well, gosh, uh, here comes our music. And um, after this, we're going to have a rather 
insane um, bit of announcement, and then we'll have Papa News restoring sanity. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Sister Girl. Okay, so the spell I have for you today is a candle spell for for uh, success. So the things you're going to need are you're going to need, I would choose either, I would choose three candles, three chime candles. One is red, one is white, and one is blue. And I know there are places you can get those for like maybe 50 cents a piece. You're going to need attraction oil, success oil, chrono success oil, and prosperity oil. You're going to carve your name into each candle, starting at the bottom, carving all the way up to the top. And then I would choose either a a straight pen or a red ink pen. Don't use a black pen or a blue pen or anything like that because you want to sweeten up this situation. So after you've carved your name, then you're going to anoint each of the candles with the three oils. You're going to write a petition paper about what you want to achieve and what you want to, how you want it to happen. You're going to put that petition paper underneath a saucer. You're going to turn it upside down or right side up. doesn't matter. Put it under the saucer. And then you're going to position the candles in a triangle shape. doesn't matter which direction or who's first or who's in the front or, you know, at the tip of the triangle. You're just going to place them in a triangle and light them, light these candles. And then you're going to pray over these candles. First, you're going to recite Psalm number four over the lit candles. Then you're going to pray just your own prayer, asking for the things that you want. And let it. And then you let the candles burn down. And before they burn out completely, you're going to extinguish them with your finger, like Miss Cat said before, or with a candle snuffer if you're sensitive. Uh, but don't let them go out by themselves. Don't let them scald, scorch the, the saucer. And then you just do everything that you can do to work towards your goal. And that's it. Wow. Okay. Now, before we started this show, we talked about the possibility of one candle that was a three-color candle, red, white, and blue. So I'd like to say a couple of things about that, if I may. Um, First of all, often around the 4th of July, you can get braided or twisted candles, red, white, and blue, and they will have three wicks. uh, But you can't always get them. But look up braided, twisted candle, red, white, and blue. Sometimes you'll be able to buy them online. They're perfect for this. Um, and sometimes you can get then, them in a little jar, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can sometimes get a jelly jar candle, which is three colors poured in a jelly jar. You can also make your own by dipping them. You take a white candle, and um, I'm sure you're all familiar with a double-action candle. That's like a green, white, or red candle that's been dipped half in black wax. Well, you can do the same thing. If you get a little um, can of blue wax, or you, melt, you melt your old blue candle stubs, right? You melt your old red candle stubs, and you dip your white candle one-third in blue, let it dry, Turn it over, dip it one-third in red. But dip it a few times. One coating won't be enough. You want to dip, 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 maybe three times, blue. Let it dry in between, then dip, dip, dip in red. You'll have a red, white, and blue candle with white in the middle. I always save my old wax stubs. Uh, glory be to Miss Michael, uh, the, the woman who knows more about reusing candle wax than half the people in the world. Um, and and has done so and, and recommends it and I recommend it. Never never use think of wax as something just totally disposable. Um, remember, you may need it later. Mm. Now, um, the there are many ways to have a red, white, and blue candle. In the um, uh, chat, someone asked why red, white, and blue. So give us your, mm-hmm. your reason. Why those colors? For me. Uh, Red, white, and blue are colors for blue is for success. Um, pink can also be used, but I like blue. Red is for mm-hmm. action, and white is for mm. blessing. Or any other color that you, you know that you're missing, white can encompass that color. Mm-hmm. Some people use purple for success um, or for power, and some people use gold, metallic gold, for success, meaning if that's what their idea of success is. If their idea of success is wealth, they can use metallic gold. And um, there's a, you know, there's there's not just one way to do it, um, mm-hmm. but um, there she is. She's explained that. Um, and I would say another thing about these um, candle spells that... Um, where you have like a three colors like that, red, white, and blue. When your mm-hmm. wax drips, if it does, if it doesn't all burn down directly, you can read a pattern in that wax much more clearly because mm-hmm. it's in different colors. Mm-hmm. And if That's you have point. three candles, if you burn three candles in a triangle, like she said at first, one white, one red, one blue, watch which way the the wax runs. If it runs to the center, if it runs to the center, it means it's eager to you know to fill up the space. If it runs to the other candles, which ones run together? If the wax runs away, that that candle is the one of the three that's not going to work for you because it's um, you know it's not as strong. It's it's leaving the situation, and this is called ceramancy or wax divination. If you don't mm-hmm. like the way the candles burned. You can do it again. If you don't like the way they're burning while they're burning, it's on you. You can carve a little runlets and make the wax run the way you wish it to. And don't think of yourself as only using candles for divination, but also um, I've done this where I've carved little runlets to make um, one, like if I have a um, three-way thing, a triangle, I'll make the one at the lower left run to the lower right. I'll make the one at the lower right run to the one at the top. I'll make the one at the top run down to the lower left. By carving runlets and letting the wax run, I'm actually trying to build a triangle of wax, and I've done it. I do it in a, a little uh, pie plate. It'll work nice. That's, That's great. great. I love that. Yeah. Um, and um, 
as it said in the chat room here, you can shift from divination to magic. But you can also use mm-hmm. it just for pure divination. But this that's is a, a good dynamic spell. component of this work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And carving your name or inscribing your name in the candle is a very old way to work. Um, she said work from, carve from the bottom up. I believe that's what you said, right, Sister Beru? Yes, I, I did do. I did say that. Yeah, that's mm. a very traditional way to work. And uh, some people will say do it in a spiral like a barber pole. If you have a red, white, and blue uh, candle, it's already barber, barber <laughs> pole style, and making that spiral would be kind of appropriate on that red, white, and blue candle. be kind of neat. Um, remember that um, artistry and ingenuity are part of what we do as well as tradition. Okay. Well said. Very well said. All right. Well, here is the end of our show, Insight. Um, and I'm going to um, say thank you very much to Sister Girl. That was brilliant work that you prescribed. Just wonderful. We're going to turn this over to Papa Newt. He's going to give us our outro and all of our ending announcements. Then we're all going to come back and maybe have a few words, and then we'll all say goodbye. So let's turn it over to Papa Newt and his competent Torian voice. <laughs> thank you, Miss Cat and Conman Ali, and thank you, Sister Girl at SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Dependent Readers and Workers will be Mama E of ConjureDoctor.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us the topic on Oshun and Caridad. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find, and, and also found at LuckyMojo.com. You can find Miss Cat at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraman Ali at thecontraman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa New, joining you from PapaNew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Junk Band playing the Junk Band Vault. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa New. Um, this has been a wonderful show. Remember, it's available in the archives at forum.luckymojo.com. And you can also read the compiled chat log with all of the links when you get to that forum uh, site. And you're going to look up the thread for this day's date. I hope you all understand we've got thousands of these old shows archived, not only the Lucky Mojo uh, Who to Root Work Hour, but the Crystal Silence League, and even shows that have gone dark, like uh, the Now You Know show and On Sacred Ground. You can go back and listen to shows like Fit and Foxy that we uh, have in our archives. And we're here to help people and get them started on their own path to spiritual fulfillment, material fun and games, and uh, all the kind of love and happiness that life can bring. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.